Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach dedicated to inspiring women and the men who support them to rise up in life, love, and leadership. Well, I hope and pray that you're all navigating the wild world of social distancing, or as my friend Molly calls it, safer at home time. It's definitely different, isn't it? I mean, I work from home already, and all of a sudden our house has become this co-working space now that my wife and two kids are home working and doing their school all here, right in our home together, making all this noise and racket. Well, it's, it's actually been a wonderful time to be together as a family. There is some inconvenience, but it is minimal compared to the health and financial challenges that many people are facing. And if that's you, please know that I'm praying for you and cheering you on. And my hope is that this episode, in fact, will be an encouragement to you as well. When I invited Bernadette Logue to be on the podcast, I didn't know exactly what I was in for. She's known as B for short, and she's a transformation life coach author and leader of the dailypositive.com. It's a global website full of all sorts of amazing inspirational and transformational content and courses. And in this episode, B is going to take you places that you may have never been before. We start out talking about optimism, but we delve into topics that truly expanded my mind in terms of how she believes we got here on earth, why we were born into our families, and ultimately what we're experiencing in life is a direct correlation to what we believe about ourselves, others, and the world at large. Now, before we jump into this episode, I want to remind you that I've produced a free online resource. Some would call it an online event or a summit. It's called Cultivating Peace in Times of Dis-Ease. I produced it just for this season that we're going through, and I invited nine female thought leaders to share their wisdom in response to the anxiety and fear of the coronavirus, and the featured guests include, you're going to love them, Morgan Harper Nichols, Reverend Sarah Heath, Stacey Robbins, Kate Krakow, Bailey T. Hurley, Lori Beth Aldridge, Dr. Lindsay Elmore, Christy Clover, and Kelsey Chapman. You do not want to miss these exclusive video interviews. I've made the audio available to you as well. You can download it, listen to the MP3s if you would prefer. This free online resource is available at insporising.com slash peace. That's insporising.com slash peace. All right, well, get ready to hit the rewind button because you may want to listen to some of B's thoughts a second or even a third time. Let's jump into my conversation with Bernadette Logue. B, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to be here with you and everyone. Well, today we're talking all about optimism. And we, I believe we can all be more optimistic probably in our lives in different ways. But I want to first ask you, do you think that people are more naturally optimistic or pessimistic when they come into this world based on their personality or wiring or nature or nurture? Are people mm-hmm, kind of just mm-hmm. more naturally one way or the other? What do you think? Yes, super juicy question. I love this. Um, so there's lots of things I'll say about that. There's not one answer to it, as I'm sure you can appreciate. The first thing I would say is that um, you're not born pessimistic. There's no way There's no way. No divine little being baby pops into this world. <laughs> Anything but pure, innocent, and ready to light the world up. So on that basis, I would say that everyone is born with the capacity for optimism. 
That's the first thing. Second thing is optimism is a learned behaviour. I don't believe it's necessarily an in-wired thing. I think it's a learned behaviour, which is great news because if you ever find yourself having any pessimism going on, you know that's no problem. You can easily shift it because you can learn the behaviour, you can can train yourself out of it. Uh, I think in the world that we live in, there is an immense amount of messaging that comes at us from all sorts of angles and there's an immense amount of challenges that we face which would condition us to lean towards pessimism if we are not consciously aware of the fact that we can nurture our mind, lead our mind, mould our mind and direct our mind into optimism in a way that radically transforms our life experience and our results. So I think the thing is that when, you know, my brand and my whole business is the daily positive. And here's the misconception I think people have about being positive and optimism. It is not about being Pollyanna positive, And it is not about denying the facts of any situation or of life. Being optimistic and being positive is saying, I see the facts of life very clearly, thank you. And I am choosing to take an empowered approach to it so that I can have a awesome, awesome life, no matter what life throws at me. And I think quite a few people, like what I put little quotes around this, be realists or maybe a little pessimistic, may feel that optimists or positive people are denying something and are floating around trying to ignore what's really going on in the world. That Mm. is the furthest thing from the truth about a true optimist. Most super successful athletes, business people, um, musicians, anyone who's rocking out in their area of chosen passion and purpose in life is an optimist. They're not fluffy, floaty, ignoring the facts of situation, right? And so I think the main the main point about your your question, which you said is, do you think people are naturally more optimistic or pessimistic? Here's where the conditioning comes in. You can be born with certain personality traits, right? We're on different life paths, numerologically speaking. If you're into astrology, you've got different star signs, you've got different energy, different makeup, definitely. Some people are more serious and deep. Some people are more lighthearted naturally, factoring all of that in. But here comes the big whammy. You're born into the world and the second you arrive and your consciousness wakes up into this world, now you're in a little body, your mind is constantly looking around to try to figure out what is this world, who am I? Mm -hmm. To make meaning in some way. Yeah, how do I be safe, good and successful in this world? Mm -hmm. And then the mind conditioning starts. Mm -hmm. And we are conditioned by our upbringing, by four things, upbringing, education, exposure to certain things in our experiences and that is how our mind formulates beliefs and our beliefs drive our thoughts and that is what creates pessimism or optimism Mm -hmm. so if you happen to have been born into a situation where you were immensely supported with a strong optimistic positive upbringing people around you that were thinking that way it's likely your mind got conditioned leaning in that direction doesn't mean you won't have pessimism. Right. Likewise, you're born into a pessimistic environment with lots of negative messaging coming at you. You're probably leaning towards pessimism. Doesn't mean you don't have the capacity to lean back towards mm-hmm. optimism. Right. But conditioning has a large part to play in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how much even that conditioning begins before you enter the world in your mother's womb, right? I, I hear people talk about and research yes. of the impact not just physiologically with whether it's 
alcohol or drugs or smoking or something, but even just stress or grief, yes. grief Fear or and shame, anxiety. all of that mm-hmm. that's impacted mm-hmm. even before you enter that impact of the, that is, that's amazing. Yes. yes it, and there is a lot of information about that now. And I think it's a very sensitive topic because I deal with a lot of women that are mothers mm-hmm. or mothers-to-be, and when they hear this, they immediately oh. have a massive wave of guilt and concern oh, that they have really impacted their child's entry yes. into the world. Yes. I'm already like, screwing them up. They haven't even no, come no, out no. yet. Here's the, very, <laughs> here's the very important point about that. Everything is energy, and, of course, if you're in the presence of an intense energy, yes, it has an impact on you, whether you're in womb or whether you're in the world. Same as it was for you with your parents, same as it was for me, for mine, and any children we may have. But I don't know what how spiritually oriented your audience is, but without going too deep, in every cell of my being, what I say I know is that your soul chooses the parent you come into. It chooses the time you come in to be with that parent. It knows the conditions it's coming into and it sets up perfectly for the environment and the conditions that it needs to walk for its soul path journey. And Holy any challenges cow. you face, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Anything you face, you're going to face because your soul has come for that growth and that evolution. And when you, so, okay, divinity places you forth into an environment where maybe you're going to lean into a slightly difficult start in life. Maybe you're surrounded by some pessimistic people. Maybe you've been born into some energy that's not ideal. You are going to get triggered up in your life in the way that's perfectly going to unfold your rising, which will be your light and your gift into the world. Whoa. Okay. You just said that you believe (laughs) that our, did you say the word soul? Spirit? What was it? Mm -hmm. Soul? Uh soul. Chooses Mm -hmm. the time we enter this world the, mm-hmm. the the mother that we enter this world mm-hmm. through, the parents, the situation, mm-hmm. you believe that we choose, our soul chooses that entry point. Yes. And the thing is, is that, you know, I run a program for people called Soul Odyssey, and we, we deep dive into this. Say that again? Soul, a, soul what? Soul Odyssey. Soul Odyssey. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we deep dive into that. And it's it's not a topic you can really have a surface level conversation about because there's a lot of information that goes behind that to support people to come to terms with seeing your life as a soul journey. But here's the thing is that your personality self doesn't choose to come into something difficult. Why on earth would you choose that? You wouldn't. But your soul comes for growth, learning, evolution, and to lift consciousness of one's own beingness, but also of the whole. And, when you come into a situation, you don't come in for difficulty, you come in for breakthrough, you don't come in for suffering, you come in for healing, you don't come for pain, you come to rise up in peace. There's, everybody comes into certain challenging types of situations, there's no doubt about that, whether it's in what you're born into, whether it's in what you face in your life, but the point is this, how courageous, strong, empowered and remarkable is your soul to choose to come into this world, knowing full well how challenging this world is. Mm-hmm. You're a divine being and you're born with everything you need from the moment you come in to mm-hmm. walk your path and to rise up powerfully and make your gifts into the world. Mm-hmm. Let me ask and you often, this. Uh, sorry, sorry, keep going. Uh, my apologies. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, and often the challenges we face are the very making of us and are the very thing that will prompt us to unfold into our gifts. It's like a 
to me, it's a might like I've analyzed the life and soul journey so deeply over the period of my career doing this and experientially spent years traveling the world and doing all sorts of things to understand it from all different faith points of view. And it's just mind blowing to me how it all pieces together. It's just mind blowing. And if you know anything about numerology, astrology, um, psychology, if you pin it all together, it all says the same thing. Like I've taken myself and put my clients through I said go get your astrology done properly like with the proper reading of your natal chart go get your numerology done in depth go look at your life and study the patterns where you were born into what's happened to you what your passions are what your challenges are and see how it all says the same stuff and go tell Mm -hmm. me that's coincidence Mm -hmm. and now tell me about what would make a difference for healing in your life and what you want to do with your life and it all starts to paint this glorious picture of your soul journey (laughs) but here's the thing if we link it to optimism If you think difficulties in life are just difficulties in life and you don't see what they really are and you don't really Mm -hmm. see what they are offering you as an opportunity, you're just going to feel hard done by, you're going to feel smacked down by life, you're going to feel like life is difficult, you can sink into strain, stress, anguish, grief, depression, anxiety, fear, and really... You know, optimism and positivity is really about saying when I look at those situations, whether I look at it from an optimism point of view, I look at it from a spirituality point of view, for me, I teach them combined together. Mm-hmm. You're really looking to say, how can I, as you would say, rise up through this? How can I be the most empowered spirit being essence mm-hmm. in this situation so that sure. I can break through? Because you've got my sister says, and she has faced some serious challenges in her life Hmm. and she said to me the other day she lost a little one and she said to me the other day what are you going to do are you going to roll over and give up yeah and lay in a hole or are you going to get up Mm -hmm. and you know that makes me want to cry talking about that Mm -hmm. I'm like who is the soul that can get up after something like that happening to them and say that and that's not the only thing she's facing I'm just like looking at her and I'm like, that is optimism and power and practice. Mm. You know, and that's her soul journey. She's blossoming in it mm-hmm. through absolute adversity, you know. Yeah, so powerful. So mm. let me make sure I've got this right. And I'm going to tell you the different other ways that I've been brought up thinking mm. and people that oftentimes I connect with. I'm hearing you say, my soul chose to enter this world, this reality at the time that I entered Mm-hmm. with the family that I entered in the mm-hmm. situation and that there was something within my soul that knew that that this is the context that I needed in order to grow, be transformed, experience healing and transformation. True. Is that close? True, true, true. And um, if this contradicts and grates up for anybody, I just honor and respect what they're feeling right now. Because some people will listen to this and go, on earth is she no, I know. This is very life? fascinating. I love it. I love it. And and I would say, and I'm very, very much about respecting people's viewpoint. If that contradicts your faith base and your religion and your understanding of the world, I honor and respect your own viewpoint. We're just if it talking makes about you your viewpoint. Agree. Yeah, and feel yeah. aggrieved about it because a lot of people, when they hear it, and the reason I typically I never talk about this and just a, in an open setting like this, I run at my programs, is because I put a lot of structure around it to help people get to that point of understanding by diving deep into the topic with background. But the point is, is that it can be confronting and difficult to stomach hearing that if you've had a difficult situation in your life where you've come into an environment, which isn't good. 
here's a very interesting thing to know. It's not actually all about what you are going to get from it. What if you were placed, you little bright light, into a situation where you are an evolved being and you've been placed in as the light within a darkness? What if, yeah. and this is actually what if, this is you are put into contract relationships at a soul level. You are there to help someone else evolve and they are there to help you evolve. When you yeah. find yourself in any kind of relationship, you're there to evolve together, no matter what kind of passing strangers or family. Yeah. And what helping someone else evolve looks like and what they help you evolve looks like is triggering each other. Right. Yeah, super <laughs> Because fun. when you trigger me, you show me my shadows. Right. When you trigger me, you highlight my limiting beliefs, my stored and stocked emotions that aren't working for me. And I cannot evolve and be a true representation of my divine nature and help myself and help others in the world if I carry that baggage with me. Mm-hmm. And you can go on a whole other angle with that, which is sometimes you bring baggage with you that you brought with you from times mm, before this life, which yes, is going another whole Yes, deep, yes, deep yeah, it's a whole different level. Deeper, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so um, oh, I would guess that the majority of listeners that are listening right now would assume that the divine or God chose the time that I entered and the parents that I entered. So there would oh, be an assumption so that, that God had this choice rather than yes. me having this choice. And that yes. makes a big difference because then when I've gone through challenges, it's like I'm blaming, oftentimes people blame God, right? Why did you give okay, me this family? This is, Why did you send me at this time? Why, right? So there's a yes, blame this there. Is so good. Yes. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Okay. So let us define the difference between I chose and my soul you your name is David and you're a man and you're how old you are and you live where you are and you're in that body that's not the core absolute high truth of who you are mm-hmm. that's the costume you wear in this lifetime some people call it my it. earth suit that's your earth suit your meat suit the thing you drive around in. that's all good that's your soul car and um when we say I chose we're choosing at a soul level now let me ask you this what is the source of all creation, right? Some people call it God. Some people call right. it creator. Some people call it higher power. Sure. Well, so where do you think your soul came from? <laughs> what do you think your soul is? Your soul is just a ray of light, a ray of sunlight from the sun. You are in every single way, whether you're in body or not in body, you are absolutely an extension of source. You are absolutely an extension of God. You're absolutely an extension of creator. So when you say he chose, it chose, I chose, same thing. Mm-hmm. What are you? Okay. You are God in a body. You are creator in a body. You are a, a beautiful extension of it because what it creates carries the same characteristics of it. So if but you, you think say, source, you say soul, you say my soul chose though. You intentionally mm-hmm. say that rather than mm-hmm. saying that God or the divine chose. So there's a reason yeah. why you're choosing to articulate it that way. Yes, because when we talk about our soul and we talk about pre-planning coming forth, it's for that soul's own growth and evolution as part of lifting the whole of consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. Your soul is lovingly connected to divinity. It is divinity made manifest. And I think the reason I use that language, the soul, rather than God, create a higher power universe. And I always say those four things like that because I have spiritual people in my community as well as religious people. I honor everybody. Sure. is because this is my belief is that you have a part to play in the planning in conjunction with it. You are in deep relationship with source. You are a child of 
God, you're a child of the universe and you are in deep loving relationship with that from which you've been birthed forth. And yes, you have had conversation, you have had intention to come forth. You know, often I've gone to spiritual channelers and people that do soul readings and and I know them very well and I've gone to see them many times and people I know have gone to them and they talk about how sometimes when you're a soul, you might quite hesitantly come forth because, you know, it's a big deal to come and have a lifetime. It's a Mm -hmm. heavy, intense experience being in this world. I don't know about you, but it's no walk in the park, is it? No, no, no. And so... I use that language often and I think the reason I use it as well is I think there's a deep lack of empowerment and personal ownership and accountability for our journey. Right. And I feel like that's a a very, very important thing. And I hear a lot of people reach out to me in deep grief. Why would the universe do this to me? Why would God do this to me? And this deep pain. And I see my job is to help people navigate to saying and seeing can you see the situation differently and can you see any way that this may be pushing you to grow, learn and evolve and that may be a part of you at a deep spiritual level wanted to have an experience where you could heal mm-hmm. and where you could grow and that it's not that God would ever send you forth for pain. God is one thing. Universe is one thing. Divinity creator, one thing. Love and nothing else. Not judgment, not punishment, not fear, none of it love and love only and then people go well why on earth would love only have me experience grief Mm -hmm. have me experience heartache have me experience loss oh no it would not it would have you experience breakthrough Mm -hmm. it would have you recognize the deep power you have within yourself to heal yourself and help others heal Mm -hmm. and that is the world we live in is the world of polarity of duality of contrast and that is how we evolve and I'm not, I'm not putting my hand up and saying, I know everything and that I like get why that happens. I'm just going, I have studied this thing and analyzed it and come at it from different angles. And all I've done is come up with a structure that makes sense and seems to be supported by all these different angles to help for one purpose, not ever to tell people this is what's true and you should follow this, to get people to start to challenge things for themselves and ask themselves those questions and find their own truth within them and see what resonates for one purpose, help you rise up because you are here in this lifetime for a reason and a purpose and let you have optimal healing, optimal growth, optimal contribution, shine your brightest. And whatever allows you to do that, how can it possibly be bad if you are Mm -hmm. elevating in loving ways? And if you link that to optimism and positivity, here's the thing. If you're walking around in life with loveless beliefs, you're unaligned with the source from which you come. If you're walking around with loveless beliefs, you're unaligned from which the source, from the source from which you came. Mm -hmm. Because source, highest consciousness, pure love. Mm-hmm. soul that you are pure love and we get born into the world and our minds get conditioned right our minds get conditioned I'm not good enough I don't you know I'm not supported I'm alone um I'm not xyz enough a whole range of limiting beliefs not truth not true not true not true and as long as you have those floating around they are running your life and they are holding you back and they are hiding your light And maybe what if your life path was just to recognize they weren't true and, oh, my gosh, what might happen if you lived 
powerfully from the knowingness, not the words, not the thoughts, the knowingness and the cells of your body that you are so divine, you are so powerful, you're so more than enough. You always were, you were born that way, nothing ever changed, your mind just got led astray. Imagine what would change in your life. Imagine what you would create, where you would go, what you would do, how you would impact other people, how you would heal your body. The types of things you would create in your business, your career, what you pass on to your children, the legacy you would leave. Imagine what would happen. Right? And people are like, oh, optimism, positivity, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what? It completely and utterly transforms your life. Wow. 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 Yeah. And I say to people, they come and they've got problems. Here's a problem. I've got a problem in my health, a problem in my relationship. I want to achieve this goal and I'm still trying to heal this thing. And I'm like, okay, all symptoms, 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 symptoms. Mm-hmm. So just like set it aside, stand back and take your hands off. What do you believe? What's going on in your deep core programming? If you change your core programming, root mm-hmm. cause resolution. Here's what happens. It is the lens you look through. And so you show up in your life every day looking through that lens. And if you make one change within yourself, you affect all areas of your life. I'm about bang for buck in terms of results. Where can you do the minimal amount of effort for the maximal amount of results? Where is it really going to make a difference? Because, you know, I see people and they've got self-help burnout, tool overload, tried everything. And I'm like, I know, because I'm obsessed with the stuff. I've been doing it since I was 19 and I'm about to turn 42. Read a zillion books, done a zillion things, done hypnotism, psych K, EFT, trained in this, trained in that, theta healing, life coaching, like been to meditate on mountaintops, all the sorts of things, right? Love it, love it, love it. Numerology, astrology, the whole thing was raised Catholic, obsessed with learning about faith, spirituality, psychology. But all of that said, juggling all those millions of things, what really matters and what really matters is if you stray from the truth of who you are and you walk around in life believing 100% something negative about yourself that isn't actually true, your life becomes a printout of that. Friends, if you're looking for inspiring reading material during this time of safer at home, I want to encourage you to pick up my new book, Empowered to Rise, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, Uncovering Your Superpowers, and Bringing Your Inspiration to the World. It's available on Amazon and in a special bundle of inspiration with all kinds of other goodies at insporising.com bundle. I want to read one of the five-star Amazon reviews for you. This one is from Evan writes, this book left me feeling truly empowered. It's a great combination of authentic and personal stories, along with real wisdom and insight into some of the deeper driving forces that cause us to sell ourselves short and prevent us from reaching our full potential. I'd recommend this book to anyone who is struggling to rise above your own doubts and fears to reach your best life. Now, of course, you can get Empowered to Rise on Amazon in paperback or Kindle, but I've put together a bundle of inspiration, several items that I think you will love. It includes a signed paperback copy, a deck of My True Identity empowerment cards, an Inspiration Rising muslin bag to hold the cards, and an inspirational magnet. You can check it out at insporising.com slash bundle. That's insporising.com slash bundle. You have taken us so deep on some of these. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I, I was deep. intending on staying quiet Whoa. on top. I mean, my goodness. I, I almost started crying there at one point. I was like, whoa, here we go. Uh, 
the I want to go back to the part when you said that we as a soul are so in tune. We have got this such a deep connection with source and that we somehow had choice. We expressed a desire to come into this world at a certain time. And yet there was this deep connection. Then you took us to the place of saying, when we uh, live out of alignment with source, um, basically our pessimism, our negativity, our false beliefs, the lies that we believe, in those moments, we are out of alignment with the deepest part of who we are, our divine imprint, divine inspiration, our divinity. Um, the result of being out of alignment, I just want to make this super clear for people because you're, man, you are going deep. I love it. The result of being out of alignment is, we call it pessimism, but what's the result? Ultimately, you just said that whatever we believe or see mm-hmm. will come to pass. We will see those things come to pass if we believe it. You said yeah, it. Well, if you believe, yeah. So here's the thing: seven billion people on the planet, seven billion people born into little baby bodies, <laughs> raised, schooling, education, experiences, different families, different relationships, different experiences and life events, different life paths, all going through different and unique mind conditioning. Now they are all believing their own unique things. We might believe similar things, but you have got a very unique set of beliefs. Right. You know, you've got 7 billion people that have got very unique sets of beliefs. I want you to think of it like this. Their sets of beliefs are like a pair of glasses they wear. So if you take the glasses off, life just is, and everyone would see the same thing. But now everybody puts on their pair of colored glasses being their unique mind conditioning and beliefs. Now you see something different. My now reality. you see the world. And you call that world your reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think it's the reality everyone's in, but it's not. It's slightly different for each person because of that lens that they look through, that sure. pair of colored glasses. So for all intents and purposes, there are so many different versions of reality yeah, right. going on just based on your belief programming. Now, if you are looking at a world and you're seeing the world in a certain way because of your beliefs, that's the world you see. Change your beliefs. You and see a different world. that's the world that's going to come to you. You, the see world you're going different, to experience. you just see a different world, full stop. You see a completely different world. And here's the thing is that you will create by your own two hands the world that you already agree with. So you will, because you believe a certain way, you think in alignment with that, you have certain feelings, you want to take certain actions or not, choices and behaviors, you get certain results. You and I both know that. Mm-hmm. You don't have great beliefs, you won't create in a certain way that works for you. The interesting thing is, without going down this whole path, but you're vibrationally, energetically resonating in an energy-based world, a world where we know everything that we see has an energetic core foundation, we're all energy, you're now energetically resonating at a certain level because of the beliefs you have, and then you start attracting to your life certain kinds of outcomes. Not everything that happens in your life. How do I change my energy then? I hear what you're saying. How do I change my energy then? Change your beliefs. Change your beliefs. It all goes back back to beliefs. All that, all that same thing. Because it's the world you live in and it's everything. It drives everything that you say. Let's go some examples of beliefs. Let's go to some examples of things, just straight up beliefs that somebody would have about themselves, the world, the divine, other people that would cause them to um, have a negative outcome, right? Something that's not going to be helpful for them. What are some common beliefs? Okay, the number one virus 
belief that affects everybody. Most people, unless you've really done your work on it, is I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. And that comes out to all sorts of variations. I'm not smart enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not wealthy enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not whatever enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. People don't often necessarily say those words to themselves, but if, like from experience, Blank working enough. with people Rolling it down, it's right. worthy and deservedness. I like. I really want this loving relationship. I really want this career or business. I really want the success. But underneath, they really don't feel like they deserve it. Right. Um, a big one is feeling alone and unsupported. I'm alone and I'm unsupported. Um, then it goes into the core ones and the most important and impactful ones are the ones about yourself. Mm-hmm. But then we get a whole lot of beliefs about the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not safe. People are out to get uh, me. Not, you know, there's not enough. There's not enough. There's not enough anything. There's not enough money. There's not enough opportunities. There's not enough possibility. Um, you know, then we go into things like love. Um, relationships aren't safe. Uh, people aren't trustworthy. Um, comes to career. Other people always uh, win ahead of me. I, I'm never chosen. Um and there's just so many iterations. Right, right. Okay, so, so and then we attract that vibrationally, and it comes to us, and we're going to experience that. How do we make that shift? If I'm and, and I'm I'm not enough here. The two the two biggest I call them lies in my program uh, that I wrestle with and have my whole life, and I still you know mm-hmm. obviously I'm still working on them. Are I'm not enough, and people don't like me or want to be with me. Like those are the two. Uh-huh. And so I, you know, that has played out through overworking and workaholism to try to be enough. Um, And uh, the uh, people don't like me or want to be with me. That means I put a shield up, right? Because then I want to protect myself. Um, So those are all ways that it plays out for me. How How does somebody shift from those beliefs into a different belief in order to change their vibration? Okay, so just a couple of things before I answer that. I just want to put a proviso on something because I'm very holistic and I really know what it sounds like for someone to be on the receiving end of this kind of message. When we say we vibrationally attract what we believe, it's very important to understand this. Not every single thing in your life that is negative is your fault and you didn't attract it and your beliefs are not your fault. Okay, good, good, good. You're a blessed, innocent, pure being, and you're in a world that's difficult and your mind gets conditioned. It's not your fault. Yeah. And two, challenges come and you don't have to think that every challenge that comes into your path is some negative thing that you've attracted into your life. Maybe you've got patterns. Maybe you did. Maybe life is just going, show me what you got. Here's an opportunity to go to a new level. Who knows? Yeah. I love that sensitivity. Thank you. Yeah. It's really important. Um, And uh, the second part on... um, basically what's called mind mastery. It's funny because at the time we're recording this, I'm doing my annual free workshop where I actually teach people. This is so timely. We've got, we've got it happening right now. Um, is when you've got your, so you've got the two limiting beliefs, I am not enough and uh, people don't want to be around me or don't want to be with me. Um, you've got to name your unique beliefs and that's a really important starting point because if mm-hmm. you don't, how can you change what you don't understand and you don't know? Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, and this is the like I have a six-step process. Number two is a really, really important part, and this is what a lot of people miss, and here's why people don't get results with things like affirmations and just positive self-talk, and they try to go, well, I logically understand it, but it doesn't make any difference. It's because you have to be able to kind of crack the validity of the limiting belief. You kind of have to be able to 
break it down so it doesn't have such a hold on you. And I think as long as you are fully invested in it, there's not a lot of space for something else to get in. So I want you to think about it. It's like an egg and you just kind of need to create a little bit of a crack to let some light in. So if you start to look at those beliefs, you want to look at them and challenge. Like when I do my program, we actually go through and we say, well, where did it come from? Who told you that? Where did you learn it? When did that happen? And you start to actually believe how many of your beliefs are actually yours? Mm -hmm. Right. And where did they actually come from? And you start to realize you're like a five-year, everyone's like a five-year-old walking around an adult's body because most of the time you've picked up the beliefs between the ages of zero and seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, right? And it's running us. And so you start to break. And all you need to do is just crack it enough to go, I understand that something else is possibly true. Okay, and then the most important thing is the next step is you have to start to take an active, conscious, loving leadership role with your mind because most people think naughty mind, bad mind, I'm going to try to beat it into submission, you know, using affirmations and just trying to push them on top of. Your job is you're a consciousness, so you know that you can observe your own mind when you're having pessimistic thoughts, you're having limiting beliefs, you're right. behaving in ways you know you're putting your walls up. You can actually observe yourself. And in that moment, two things are happening. You've got your mind running a pattern and you've got your conscious awareness. Now, anyone who's listening going, what on earth is she on about? All you want to do in your own time is close your eyes. And if I said to you, pay attention to your thoughts for 20 seconds, open your eyes and write down what you were thinking. How does that happen? It happens because something else is watching your thoughts, right? That's Eckhart Tolle power of now 101 stuff. <laughs> it's like amazing, oh, yeah. man, right? Yeah. Watch your thoughts. You are the observer of your own self. And so your job is to lovingly lead your mind back to truth. And your job is to constantly find evidence and support to guide yourself back to see that truth. Now, that's understanding the limitation, cracking its validity and starting to bring a new truth. Who were you when you were really born before you picked up this? Where did you pick it up from? It doesn't really belong to you start taking a loving leadership role with your mind, then you start to train and ingrain your beliefs. And that is about consistency and repetition. It's about how does your mind absorb beliefs in the first mm -hmm. place, consistency, repetition, and emotional intensity. And that's about choosing a belief that you can buy into logically because so many people go and they script up new beliefs for themselves and they're so far-fetched that they can't even... I can't even possibly grasp them and it feels so false and of course you don't believe it that's why it feels false but you kind of want to have a level of buy-in where you can go I really want that and I really feel that that's I can almost taste that and it really feels true to me yeah at some level and then it's about consistently and repetitively ingraining that into your mind but you've got to attach positive emotional intensity to it so if I had uh, I'm not enough then what would be an example of you know, that you would suggest someone say, and then how would I connect positive emotional intensity to that? Yes, perfect. I'm not enough. It's really easy. Flip it. I'm enough. I'm divine. I'm divinely created. I'm good enough. I was always good enough. I'm a ray of sunlight from the sun of source, and I'm still the same as I was when I was born. You know, I say to people, go and get a baby photo and look in your baby photo eyes. That's who you were. And people cry doing it because it's like, that's who I am. I'm still the same. What changed? I always say this, what changed? You just got bigger and your mind got led astray. And all you're doing is you're coming home. And if you look in your own eyes, you'll be like, oh my God, would you ever say that that baby was not good enough? If I picked mm -hmm. a baby in a hospital and I showed it to you right now, just born today, would you say that's not good enough? 
Sure, sure. Of course you wouldn't. And you start to go, okay, that's me. Right? And then attaching a positive emotional intensity, and this goes for visualization, anything you want to create in your life, ingraining new beliefs, doesn't matter what it is. It does not matter where the emotional positive intensity comes from. All you want to do is get yourself an emotionally good state when you're wanting to train your mind. So you can use any kind of joy trigger, music, anything at all to put yourself in good feeling state, then visualize, then ingrain, then repeat, then get yourself in that space. And so you start to use things to trigger you and put you in a different state, a highly receptive state. Mm -hmm. Because typically when you've ingrained negative beliefs, it's been an unpleasant experience. Mm -hmm. You picked up I'm not enough, you picked up Um, people don't want to be around me. And then probably in the moments those things happened, you felt maybe rejection, maybe shame, maybe Mm. isolation, whatever, sadness. And there's emotional intensity attached to the negative belief. Mm -hmm. And so the positive emotional intensity helps, any emotional intensity helps to put you in a receptive state. Side tip, (laughs) my other big tip is this. Can I get a, can, I, can I get positive emotional intensity from fried chicken? Well, I call that one hit wonder with negative side effects. So oh. probably not. <laughs> probably not. Though I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> okay, keep going. Side tip. Um, I love it. I love it. So the other tool that I am really hot on, I use it one-on-one with people. I always recommend that people marry it up when they do my mind mastery training and anything else is EFT, emotional freedom techniques, or mm-hmm. known as tapping. The reason is, is that I see people change, can change, you know, in programs with me and, and one-on-one 85, 90% of their beliefs by following this process. But there are usually a few root cause bottom building blocks of your paradigm that are the most toxic, difficult to shift, sticky beliefs that have been really the underlying cause plaguing a problem mm-hmm. and you know problems in your life. And if they have got a lot of emotional intensity attached to them from memories and traumas that have happened, and by the way, for a five-year-old, um, being told off is a trauma. For a seven-year-old, having someone say that I want to play with them is trauma. And you attach a lot of shame or rejection or sadness or fear to those things. And so sometimes the emotional intensity is still stuck. It's kind of like glues the beliefs in place. It makes them difficult to shift. Mm -hmm. So if you find that you've gone through all kinds of things to try to shift out of pessimism, out of loveless beliefs, and you're like, I just really can't seem to kick this. I recommend that's where you bring in tapping because tapping works with your emotional system and your energy system and it sends signals to your brain to calm you, put you in a state where you're actually able to start to release some of the emotion attached Mm. to the beliefs and that helps to bump you out of the pattern. Mm -hmm. So we're covering a lot of ground. That's a lot of of stuff to fire at people. This is amazing. Uh, B, I, I feel like we've given people more than enough here just as a taste test because you, you have, mm-hmm. you have opened up my mind to some new thoughts and beliefs even today mm-hmm. that um, I would say would give me more empowerment to see not life happening um, uh, against me, right? Life's not happening uh, just around me, but I am coming, I'm rising up and I'm seeing, wow, I have chosen this. I am being transformed. I have somehow found myself in some situations in my life where things haven't gone well or things are whatever. It, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a victim is what I'm hearing you say. In no, such loud, no, 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 no. right? I'm not a victim, right? And somehow, no, but at the same no. time, 
At the same time, you're saying I'm not, I'm not to blame no, for challenges that have come my way. Like I'm choosing these things. There is a, there's a complexity to it. Things happen in our world is what I, you know, hear you saying, but yet at the same time, there are opportunities for us to grow, change, be healed, transform, be. There's a lot of things when we say I choose, I don't want people to get locked on. I chose that I'm going to face this health condition. I'm going to choose I'm going to face this loss of my family member. I want you to think of more like you're in a fabric and there's 7 billion people on this planet. There's everybody's lives are intertwining. Sometimes you are facing a challenge because you're the light in that situation. You've been placed as the right. light there. Sometimes it's for you to contribute. Sometimes it's for you to grow and evolve. Sometimes it's to trigger up for you to see that you've got a block so you can heal it and rise, always to rise. And when we say you are not a victim, by the way, subnote, again, sensitivity for people does not mean that you have not suffered and that you mm. do not have permission to experience Green. your sadness and yes. you're upset yes. about that. You are. Yes. But if you choose to view yourself as a victim, you've put on the glasses that says I'm a victim. Now you are living your life with that viewpoint. Now you are influencing your reality. Now that's going to impact the way that you interact with life, world, other people and experiences going forward. And so all you want to ever ask yourself is does it serve me or Mm -hmm. does it not serve me? Mm -hmm. Thank you for all of this. I just, this is amazing. I want to make sure that people are pointed to one of your many courses and we've given them a taste today of what's called 30 days to optimism and they can find that among many other courses on your website mm-hmm. the dailypositive.com t h e dailypositive.com what are some things on the website if people were to go there cuz i want to you know i'm trying to get them to that website because there's so many resources once mm-hmm. they go there what are they going to experience through from your perspective yeah, perfect. Okay, so we have, um, I mean, we have oodles, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of articles that have coaching videos, written articles, all that type of thing. If that's a lot to try to navigate, that's on all different topic areas for personal growth and positive living. On the website, there is a free resources under the Learn menu, and there are things like webinars for optimistic attitude, webinars for changing your mindset. There are audios for, like, one of my most popular ones is 400 Powerfully Positive Affirmations. People, Some people have messaged me and said, I just listened to that for 30 days, changed my life. So that's a really easy one. Just go and download it, listen to it for 30 days every day and tell me you don't feel differently at the end of it. <laughs> right? And then there's courses. And I always say to people, follow your intuition because you are unique. Your soul is unique. Your journey is unique. Where you're at right now is unique. So we all need different things at different stages. And trust your own intuition. Follow what feels interesting to you. And the one thing I would say is that as people are listening and thinking about, oh, gosh, I think I've got those limiting beliefs or I think I might be a pessimist, it's really important to hear this. You are not labelled or boxable. You are not a pessimist. You are not a broken person. You are not labelled like that. And anyone who labels like that doesn't understand who you really are at your core. I always say to people, I see who you really are because I see a light in you that is just pure, beautiful, divine being. And yeah, you're poured in the body with all of your complex personality stuff going on. But here's the thing, it's like you can be pessimistic about your love life, but you might be really optimistic about, um, you know, your career or your money situation. So you can't label yourself a pessimist because Mm. you're a, dynamic colorful person in all your different ways and so 
you really want to just look at what's going on for you right now and what would make the biggest difference. But if you're looking for mindset change, go to the free resources. There is a mindset webinar and there is an attitude optimism webinar. Both of them you can watch free and both of them have got really powerful content. B, thank you so much for all of this. I'm so excited for people to be able to take advantage of your resources and we'll link all of those in the show notes, of, of course. So thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. We went kind of all spiritual, psychological, mindset, optimism. We went in a lot of different places, but great. I hope that was helpful. And it's um, a real honor to have the opportunity to speak to new people in your community. To learn more about the 30 Days to Optimism online course, as well as the links to all of B's social media accounts, swipe up on your phone now to check out our show notes or head on over to our website at insporising.com. If you're feeling down, depressed, or pessimistic in this unique season of life, I absolutely understand. I have been there. But I also want you to know that you have the opportunity to use the tools you learn today to start cultivating optimism in your life. Start asking yourself, what is it that I truly believe about myself, others, and the world at large? And is this belief serving me or not.